chapter 2. And don't get alarmed. I'm not going to keep you much, any much later than what we usually do. And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah in heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came over to Elisha, said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord would take away thy master from thy head today? He said, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee. For the Lord sent me to Jericho. And he said, As the Lord liveth, as my soul liveth, I'll not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. Verse number 6. And Elijah said unto him, Tarry, I pray thee here for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, as my soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too went on. I'm going to give you just a very simple, simple thought. The journey to revival. Lord, we thank you for today. And Lord, I just try to be very sensitive. I truly this morning, above anything else, I want your will done. And I'm not sure that will's totally been done. I think it's been done some. And I say hallelujah. I think some have obeyed. And I say praise the Lord for that. But I believe there's still others that need to do some business with God. And Lord, I pray that you would just have your will and way in the service. For if I know anything, I know this. What I say or do is not important. What you say and do is all important. And Lord, I pray this morning, Holy Ghost to God, that you would just do that grand work that men simply can do. We're seeking you for revival. And I'm not sure what revival ought to look like. But Lord, it may look like just a lot of God's people getting back to the basics, getting that joy back, getting God that... The, the psalmist said, Creating me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me, restoring me the joy of my salvation. Whatever that may be, God, your will be done this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Elijah means, my God is Jehovah. Elisha means, my God is salvation. What made these, set these two prophets apart over and everybody else? Is this, is the mantle. Is that mantle that they had. Mantle was of such importance 
that have become that protection from cold. And uh, as a matter of fact, in Exodus 22, if thou at all take thy neighbor's raiment to plants, thou shalt deliver it unto him by the sun going down. You couldn't keep a man's coat. His mantle, that which kept him warm. Now the mantle's not a type of the anointing of the Holy Ghost. It's not that. That's typed in the Bible by all that which is put on the inside. The mantle's that outer garment that reflects and displays character and lifestyle. It is that what you could see and hear. The Holy Ghost is that which is on the inside, nudging that on the outside. Romans 13, 14 said, But put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provisions for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Elisha was called to the ministry by Elijah. In 1 Kings 19, he's plying 12 yoke of oxen. Elijah comes back and he throws his mantle on Elisha. Elisha says, listen, let me go back and do this, do this, do this. Now, and I love this. Elijah said, you do whatever you want to do. What have I done to you? Here's what he was saying. He's just saying, if, if, if this ain't real to you, then you just keep applying. And I love this. Elisha went back, killed the oxen, and burnt the plows and offered a sacrifice to God. That day he joined in a journey toward a destination. God's going to take Elijah out. He's going to send a taxi. Happens to be a chariot of fire. Whoa, what a taxi. And he knows God's going to come and get him. Hey, by the way, do you know God's coming to get us? Amen. Amen. Do you know that? Do you know that it could come before the service is up? Do you know before this day's over, we could be face to face with the Holy God? Do you know that? Elijah knew God was going to take him. And they began a journey. And God took these Elisha four places to get that mantle, that victory, that symbol of God's power. When he gets it, he walks over to the river Jordan. He rolls that mantle up and places it and says, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And the waters parted. It was a symbol of God's power. Don't miss this. Apart from God's power, we're not going to do anything. If I could get us this morning to set aside ourselves and our agendas, the greatest hindrance to revival is not the drunks, not the dope addicts, not the homosexuals, not the adulterers, 
None of that. The greatest hindrance to revival is us. It will take the power of God to change our lives. Four places. I'll give them to you and we'll be done. First place that he went. He came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind. Then Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. Put beside Gilgal this, the beginning of commitment. The beginning of commitment. Put the word commitment. I preached last week. No options. I have no plan B. I said last week, if there's an option on your heart, you'll exercise it somewhere, someplace, sometime. I said last week this, if we ever get anything great from God, there's got to be a commitment on our part to follow Him wherever He wants to go. I stand amazed at this. So many people down through the years have told me how much they love me. They've told me how much they respect and all of these kind of things until I say or do that which they disagree. And then the commitment goes... But you see, I'm just a nobody. I'm not important at all. But that tells me they have the character of no commitment. They're not committed to anything. And we find that when we have this thing with the Lord and following Him, when that commitment's always on the table and we're always deciding... Well, if this don't happen, we're leaving. Or this happens, I'm telling you what you're... And we approach God that way. First place he took him was a place of commitment. But it's a prominent place. In Joshua chapter 5, and I'll not take time to read it, but in Joshua chapter 5, the children of Israel are fixing to move into the promise of God, getting the promises of God. And God said, listen, don't you circumcise all the men. And he said, what he said, he said, and the Lord said unto Joshua, this day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt from off you. Wherefore the name of the place is called Gilgal until this day. God couldn't, Joshua couldn't lead the people into the promised land until this seal of circumcision was done, which was a sign of commitment. Can't live off somebody else's commitment. Got to take on the sign of separation yourself. Second place. And Elisha said unto Elisha, Elijah said unto Elisha, Tell you here I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. Put beside Bethel the house of God. And right beside that, put prayer. I won't take again time to read all of them. But if you'll just go home, get your concordance, and look up Bethel. 
and you find a common denominator with all of them. And that is, you're always building an altar. First thing is commitment. And all let me help you. Devil loves God's people. They get hung up on something to steal their commitment because when he gets your commitment, he'll get your prayer life. The Bible says, if I regard, the word regard is permission, I give myself to sin. I justify it. I make it right to myself. But the Bible says, if I regard iniquity, he won't hear me. Well, I'm not going to church, but we pray, I'm sorry. The Bible says, forsaken not the assembling of ourselves together. Somebody's not right. I think I'll just go with the book. So, Bethel's a place of prayer. I love this. One of the occasions, Jesus walks into the temple and they're selling uh, livestock for sacrifices. He said, you made this place a den of thieves. This is a, this is a place of prayer. He didn't say it's a place of preaching. He didn't say it's a place of singing. He said it's a place of prayer. And you've stolen that away. No prayer, no power. Little prayer, little power. More prayer, more power. Much prayer, much power. Abraham Lincoln said, I've been driven many times to my knees by the overwhelming conviction I had nowhere else to go. My, what a statement. My own wisdom and that of all about me seemed insufficient for the day. A.W. Tozer said this. Oh, don't miss this. Our prayers are only as powerful as our lives. In the long pull, we pray only as well as we live. But Samuel Chadwick made the greatest statement of prayer I believe I've ever heard. The one concern of the devil is to keep Christians from praying. He fears nothing from our prayerless studies, prayerless work, prayerless religion. He laughs at our toil, mocks at our wisdom, but trembles when we pray. First place, Gilgal, commitment. Second place, Bethel, prayer. Third place, Jericho. And Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee. For the Lord has sent me to Jericho. Put beside Jericho this. It means a place of fragrance. Brokenness. Brokenness. Revival is a place where the Lord displays His power. And when He does that, it's probably going to come with some brokenness on our part. John chapter 1, 12, verse 3. He took Mary a pound of ointment of speaking very costly and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. 
The house was filled with the odor of the ointment. My, everybody knew she had broken a box. What do you smell like? No. Not ask you what kind of cologne you had on or perfume. I didn't ask you that. I'm asking you what kind of fragrance do you give out with the people around you? What kind of fragrance is there in your house? What kind of fragrance is there? Is there a fragrance of God and worship and love? Or is there a fragrance of bitterness and anger and unforgiveness? And the cost was expensive. This cost a year's wages. But you're going to find something. Anything God blessed, He broke. Matthew 15, 37. They did all eating was filled. They took up the broken meat. He broke the fish. He broke the bread. Everything He blesses greatly, He breaks first. I'm not sure what that means. Wished I could tell you. I'm not sure. Thought a lot about it this week. I've thought about what would what would it take for God to give me revival. What's God got to break in my old stubborn hellish pride? My stubborn hellish pride for me to have revival. What would He have to break it? You say, but does he do that? Oh, he, he broke a lot of things. He broke fish. He broke bread. But everything he broke, he multiplied it. He multiplied it. And in the last place, and Elijah said, Terry, I pray thee here for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. Jordan's where the mantle's going to come from heaven on the life of Elisha. See, the mantle falls when we no longer look to people to help, but to God. Elijah's gone. God swoops down and takes him. He's gone. And God's power comes when you don't look to nobody else, but to God alone. Then the mantle fell, and he went and picked it up. This morning, there's two bodies of water children of Israel had to cross to get victory. The Red Sea and the Jordan River. The Red Sea was a deliverance from the bondage of sin. This morning, if you're here lost, this morning, right now, I don't care that your name's on the roll of, of Sarawak Baptist Church. That means nothing, nothing. I don't care if you got a title. I don't care what people have told you. If someone told you you were saved, you're probably lost. I'm talking about this. When you recognized you were a sinner and that Jesus is your only hope, 
and you bow to an old-fashioned altar and ask Christ to be merciful to you, a sinner, and you repented of your sins, God deliver us from this thing. Well, I went to an altar and, and asked God to forgive me. I'm saved, but then living like hell? No. The Bible doesn't teach that. It's not a word of God. All things pass away. All things become new. Something changes in you. First of all, the Red Sea was literally, was literally delivered from the bondage of sin. Her son might be in a literal jail, but those that are lost, you're in a jail far worse than he's in. But the Jordan, his believers claimed their inheritance in Jesus Christ. Red Sea is a picture of salvation. Jordan's a picture of sanctification. The Red Sea uh, signifies a deliverance from sin. The Jordan signifies a dedication to the Savior. If you, don't, if you could get this this morning, revival can start with you right now. And that is this. We got to get to Him. We got, we got to get past trying to fix everybody else that we think is wrong, right, what? We've got to get by fixing everybody else. It's got to start with us. Saying, I've got to get to God. I've got to get to God. Red Sea, people are going out. But it's Jordan, people are going in. Red Sea, Israel didn't have to fight. God did it all. God does it all in salvation. But in Jordan, they had to conquer their enemies with God's help. We find at Gilgal, there's commitment. Bethel, there's prayer. Jericho, there's brokenness. And at the Jordan, there's victory. And at the Jordan River, he picked up that mantle. And that journey, now God took, God took them to all four places. I, I don't know why God didn't just say, let's make a straight shot to the Jordan River, cross it, pick up your mantle, and move on. I don't know why God didn't do that, unless it is God saying, I can't take you that distance. Maybe this morning, we've just got to make the first step of commitment. It might be, you're going to take some options off the table. It might be you just got to take some options. And say, I'm committed. I'm committed. Number two, it might be that you're over here in step number two of prayer. You're praying. You're right there at Bethel. And it, 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 you're two more destinations away. But you're there. Hallelujah. Maybe at prayer. You stay right there though. Don't miss this, because if prayer will do anything, I'm going to tell you one story, and I'm done. Down here in Little White Church, for two and a half years, two and a half years, I prayed God would change people. Two and a half years. You know what I would pray? I'd pray something like this. I'm, I'm not proud of this, but this is what I'd pray. God, how can we ever build a church with this kind of people? At the end of two and a half years, God stepped me over here 
into Jericho and he broke some things and I realized in that two and a half years he didn't fix a one of them. All the time he was fixing me. And it took me getting here to recognize Hallelujah! Glory! It's not my job to fix you. Hallelujah! Praise God! It ain't my job to fix you. It ain't my job to make you live right. And by the way, it ain't your job to make anybody else live right. That ain't your job. It ain't your business. That's God's business. So after two and a half years of praying, God got me over here. Broke some things. Got my joy back of preaching. I'm telling you, because here, I realized two and a half years, while I thought I was praying to fix everybody else, God was fixing me. The next step is that we pick up that mantle and say, where is the Lord God of Elijah? That's who I'm hunting for in our church. Where you at? Maybe you're here this morning, you're just not saved. Maybe you're here this morning, you're just not saved. And if you are saved, if you are saved, where you at? What's going on in your life? Where you at with the Lord? My, the choir was so good this morning. God was helping a lot of people. Did He help you? If He didn't help you, why didn't He help you? What's there? There's no respect to persons. Did God nudge your heart to do something earlier? Well, let me say this. He's not like the school system. He's not going to just pass you to the next step. Just because you won't do something with it, He'll leave you sitting right there. You'll be in the first grade. You're 25. You're in the first grade. You look funny at that desk. But He's not going to pass you. He's not going to send you on. Because He so loves you so much, He wants to give you something wonderful. God is going to give Elisha something wonderful. He become a double miracle. He, he did twice the miracles. He got a double portion of what Elijah had. I want God to do something for our church. And the path is Gilgal commitment. I'm telling you, as long as you're uncommitted, I, God won't entrust things to uncommitted people. Number two, how's you praying? Brokenness and victory. Let's all stand to our feet. Every